Hi, how are you doing? Welcome. My name is Paula McGurdy and I am a visual artist. And I recently started this podcast series, Creative Conversations with, really to talk to other female creatives um, within Ireland and to get a sense of why they do what they do, where they find their inspiration, and really to champion other female creatives as well. Um, so recently I had the opportunity to talk to the wonderful Katie Berry. And if you know Katie's works, she works with encaustic. It's like a wax and you layer it up and it was very fascinating to hear more about the process of what she does. Her work is beautifully ethereal, both in form and in color. And I hope you'll really enjoy this conversation that we had. So thanks for listening. Please share and like and do all the usual things that you do with these kinds of things. And it would be very much appreciated. Thanks a million. Hi, Katie. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Sounds like a nice intro. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, your work is amazing and well done. I know that you just released a new collection of works. Um, recently, was it last? It was on Wednesday, is that right? Um, oh, yes, well done. Congratulations. Um, uh, so I guess you've been on quite a high and lots of work and in the zone, in the flow of it and making and... Uh, um, I suppose I have, I'm still there, I'm still trying to get everything packed and ready to bring to the post office, things like that, so still yeah. distracted. <laughs> yes. Well, brilliant. Well done. And um, the works were just beautiful. And I can see one of your lovely works hanging up behind you there. Um, so maybe we could just start with um, telling us a bit about your story, maybe your background. Were you always interested in art? Was it something that was um, encouraged within your family? Um, how did you get like how did you get started and where did it where did the where did it all come from? And um so yeah I, I was I would have always been a creative kid and it mm. is a, quite a um it it is a big part of my childhood memories you know painting or drawing or making things um but at the same time it didn't seem like a very practical career path you know I mean, I didn't know any artists or anything. <laughs> so, um, so I always had that voice in, in my head saying, you need something practical. And when it came time to kind of the end of school, I, I actually, I felt quite lost. I didn't know, didn't know what to do because I knew it was creative, but I, I kind of had that voice in my head saying, you need something practical. Mm. Um, and I just... I think I felt that if, unless I knew exactly what I wanted to do, no one else was going to tell me, you know, or yeah. give me advice or, and I didn't, I just didn't know what I wanted. So I took a year out and I worked and I really, I enjoyed that because actually I didn't really enjoy school very much. And the idea of even going back into that wasn't overly appealing. Mm. So I worked and I liked that. I liked 
the independence and earning money. And um, then the year came to an end and I had to decide again what I wanted to do. So it, I kind of felt like there was actually quite a lack of information. I don't know if anyone else felt this way, but it was before the internet is what it is mm. now. Um, you were just relying on books, of courses. Yeah, it's crazy to think, isn't it? You know, and you had—did you have a careers counselor in school, or you were just trying to find your way, or nothing? He wasn't. Um, she, she didn't counsel. I mean, I don't know. But I think if maybe if I wanted to go down a business route or economics or something, it, I think it would have been easier. But with creative, I don't know if. I don't know if it was just my school or if it's that was a general thing. I, I just don't know, but I, I didn't feel like the information was there. Um so so yeah, I, I actually I I remember just thinking, I don't know, I don't know what I want to do. Mm. But at the same time, the idea of going back into the education system wasn't necessarily appealing. So I didn't mind the idea of a year off and working. Um, but then, yeah, like I said, I came to the end of that year and knew that I needed some form of training or something. So I was looking through the books, <laughs> as you do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I saw this course, Fashion Design, and it seemed to incorporate all the things that I enjoyed like art mm. and sewing and um it was part-time as well so I could still work and didn't seem as intense mm. so when it I just decided to do that and was and that a like a two-year course was it a one-year course and three-year three-year okay yeah um yeah each year a little bit different and um the second year was half of the course was art and I spent more time on the art project (laughs) than I did Mm. on the fashion design side of things so I think then I kind of knew that it wasn't you know I wasn't really interested in going into the fashion industry itself Mm. Um, it's a journey of exploring that I guess was it you know kind of getting into that and then realizing oh actually this is really where I want to be and funnily enough I didn't realize it at the time it's only looking back I realized Mm. I spent much more time on the art than I did on on the fashion at the time it's interesting yeah yeah at the time it's lovely you mean you don't get that time now you know to just completely explore every avenue of yeah maybe of your own creativity but um but I did I <laughs> just spent so much time on on the art projects and I but funny enough then when I finished college because I was sort of disillusioned with the fashion industry and I knew I didn't want to go down that route it sort of stopped me a little bit creatively I ended up moving to England and um and then there's a little bit of a gap really I 
I met my husband over there and then we came back here and we got married. And I think I just, I think I just did other creative things, you know, mm. but I wasn't really focused on anything specific until mm. I discovered encaustic, I suppose. I guess a lot of a lot of artists do that, don't they? They might study one aspect of kind of creativity or or nothing, maybe. But then there's a they might have some inkling of creativity or being artistic, and then they move away, and it's almost like this gap of nothing, and then coming back to something that you realise that you're very focused on. Then you know, maybe yeah. Yeah, that's that's I suppose that's what happened for me. Yeah. So, so tell us a bit about your work then. So, okay, do you work in in Costa? Can you explain to people what that is? Because for some people, they might be wondering, not really too sure what that means, or how would you describe your work and what does that mean? So, well, encaustic is it's a wax based paint. Um, mm-hmm. It's a combination of beeswax and mar resin. And it, you have to, you work from, so the easiest way to describe it is instead of working from wet to dry, I work from hot to cold. Okay. So, um, I'm trying to think now. Does that, does that describe it? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'm thinking, well, I guess I've seen, I've seen it, but I guess yeah. I'm thinking of like a candle that's burning and the wax is melted. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the wax, this probably is a terrible way to describe it, but the wax is melted. And so you use the wax, but it obviously it's the melted wax, wax. Yeah. melted wax. And then it, as it dries, you're able to kind of manipulate it across the surface. Is that right? Yeah. So um, you can work in different ways. So either with a paintbrush, which mm. um, the, the wax remains liquid and, and you paint with it. Um, and then I also use an iron or um, different tools that you can get. And then you do have to, I hope I'm describing this well, but you have to heat it then. So you have to, every layer that you put on, you have to fuse as such. Okay. With a flame. And that does manipulate it. Okay. I'll explain it well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of, I guess, I'm imagining them drying at various stages as well. And so then they dry and you can add more and dry and add more. Is that, is that kind of... You can add as many as many layers as you want and you just keep on adding till you get the fired mm. effect. <laughs> yeah, because even the side of your, um, on yeah. the panels that you do, even the side, you can kind of see the graduation and the layers of them, which in themselves are beautiful. You know, they're just yeah kind of details to them. To them, so you can see the the different kind of colors that would have been used, or yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and yeah. do you work in series, or do you have a theme, or how does that how does that work for you? Like in terms. I do tend to work in series now. I found that's the easiest way mm. for me to work. I think it allows me to remain focused, but then it also allows me to take time off mm. too, um, which I think when you have a kid is you need. <laughs> so yeah. um, I work in series and I just work solidly for however many months 
and then I release the series and then take a bit of time off and I go back to one. And do you follow a team then, Katie, as well? So do you have an idea about like what is the context of your work? So be, kind of in the background in your mind, are you thinking I'm working with a certain color palette or I'm working with an idea behind what the inspiration is, I guess? Yeah, I think this time I, it's, I think it is probably more of a theme. So this time I was working um, I really wanted the layers to to seem quite obvious. I think mm. um, I, I think that's one of the best things about encaustic is is the layering and th that you can kind of there's a sort of a transparency that you can see. Sure. So um, this for this series, I really wanted to to work on that and try and. I've wanted to do it for quite a while and I've always sort of put it off. So this time I really tried to focus on it and it took me a while. It took me a couple of months to find the breakthrough and to to be able to continue. But once I had the breakthrough, then <laughs> it was a bit easier. Yeah. Um, but there is, yeah, usually a, a theme that I can, that I try to follow through and build the series around. Okay. Lovely. Um, can I ask, how did you get into encaustic? Was that something that you came across a good while ago? Or because it's, it is I, until I'd seen your work, Katie, I hadn't really come across it very much. So um, I, I hadn't either, actually, um, until I first saw it. So it was at the, um, the RDS knitting and stitching show. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would go every year with my mum and it's usually all the same stalls and yeah and that. this particular year when I was walking down one of the rows um there was this old lady sitting at a table just one of those plastic folded tables and I remember it so clearly she had white hair and it was tied up in a bun and she was just sitting there and she was painting with an iron and I was I was just fascinated. I yeah. stood and watched her for ages. And um and then she she finished her little <laughs> her little her few pictures and I went off to get my mom and I dragged her back. I said, Look at this, it's amazing. And we both stood there again and watched her for a while. And at the end of it I, I thought I have to I have to try this. You know, it's just so unusual. So <clears throat> I got the the little starter kit, the wax blocks and the iron, and we drove home to Cork that night. So we got home quite late, but I, of course, had to try it. Yeah, to get new art, art supplies. It was like, I just, there's no stopping me. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> so I had to try it. So I got it all out on, on the coffee table in the living room and, and started doing it. And I was showing my husband, look how amazing this is, you know. <laughs> And um, and I was so bad. I was so bad. It was just <laughs> awful. And and I just thought, you know what? I'm tired. That's what it is. I'm tired. Go to bed. Wake up in the morning, and it'll be fine. <laughs> so I went to bed, and I got up the next day. And as soon as my husband went off to work, I <laughs> started trying again. 
and I'm still really bad. And I thought, that's it. You know, I can't, I can't do it. I put it in a box and it remained in a box probably for four, three years, maybe. Three wow, years. really? Gosh. Um, that lady obviously uh, made it look very easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were we were moving house and I was clearing out all the boxes and stuff and opened a box and here was this encaustic kit and I I was kind of thinking, who could I give this to who who'd like this but at the time I was doing um just some fashion illustrations so I thought do you know what I'll just I'll just do a little bit of mark making that I can use for fashion illustrations and then I I'll give it away yeah so I I just started messing around with it and, and doing that bit of mark making and um it was my husband actually who got quite excited about it and he said mm. they, they could be paintings so no <laughs> they couldn't wow. he saw um, the potential isn't that brilliant yeah um so one day he came in with one framed and he was like look and, and I said maybe so then I started thinking of them more as paintings and I mm. just kept on working just seeing what I could do and then eventually that was it I think it snowballed and and here I am <laughs> today brilliant it's amazing it's probably a good thing you put them away for a few years and then came back to them you know yeah. <laughs> what I, I realised is that I was trying to paint like that lady was yeah. instead of just doing what I suppose came naturally. Your thing, so. yes, yeah. yeah. Wow, incredible, isn't it amazing how when you come back with fresh eyes or you go back to something a few years later, how it can just change yeah. things, you know? And as you said, you like you're obviously looking at her, thinking this is what I need to do, without you know really putting your own take on it and seeing exactly. it from that side of things. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. But I think you want to do encaustic. I'm like, don't, don't feel like you have to copy anybody. Just do what comes naturally because it's quite unusual to work with. I think so. You have mm. to find what's comfortable for you. Sure, and I can imagine it takes a bit of flow to get into it as well. Then, so yeah, um, yeah. So you started a few years ago, and you came back to that. Now, at this stage, how did you? Did, were you thinking of this in terms of it being a business, or seeing yourself as an artist or an entrepreneur? How long did it kind of take you to get to that stage, or how did that work then, Katie? Or is that something that you still struggle with? Like, loads of <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, so let me think. So, I, I was, I was painting at this point, and I think I had set up the Instagram account, mm. um, and it, it was something I was just kind of doing on the side, and. I was becoming, I was working as well at the time, but I was becoming more and more miserable in my job. Mm -hmm. And but I, first I had, I had a really great manager at first and she gave me really good hours that allowed me to paint as well. So I was kind of doing that, but then she left and the atmosphere, <laughs> the atmosphere in, in the job completely changed. And mm -hmm. um, 
And then I noticed it just started to affect even my creativity. I didn't even want to paint because I just felt it was draining. And um, one day in work, <laughs> it was a particularly bad day, a really, really bad day. Um, <laughs> so I, I thought, I can't, I can't do this anymore. This is, this is not <laughs> normal. So I went home and I spoke to my husband and I was like what you know can can we afford to do this can I just maybe focus on art for a while and he he's always been supportive so yeah do what you have to do and so the next day I went in and handed him my notice and mm. that was that that was the beginning of not so much thinking about it as a business but at least focusing on it properly for a period of time to see if I could take it somewhere I think if I had to think of anything as a business I wouldn't do it <laughs> would put me off any, yeah, any of that yeah. sort of side of things yeah so um I just did baby steps focused on painting first and then mm. just kind of see where it would take me but the, the main motive was to get out of, out of, get out of that job. <laughs> I know, but it's such a leap. Like, what a leap of faith just to go. And also, I think how incredible if you have a spouse or a partner who is supportive and behind you and kind of champion you along the way to say, I can see the potential of this or I can see your passion and I can see how this could, you know work yeah. for you and I def I wouldn't have done it off my own back for sure you know mm. I had the confidence at all so yeah. I think I needed someone to to kind of push me a little bit and also I probably needed that job to push me over the edge yes <laughs> sometimes it takes those things doesn't it <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's how it started Wow. And so you also mentioned um, you've got a little a little person in your life as well. So um, how does that affect you as an artist, as a mother? Does that come into your work at all? Does, do the two correlate or how do you work around your art with having um, a child, a young child as well? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely affects the way that you work I know now that I'm because my time is more limited mm. or I have to be more focused so mm. but also I'm less precious I think you know if I I have to go into the studio because I only have a certain amount of time in a day and I go yeah. in and I'm not so worried about what I'm doing I just get stuck in and something goes wrong goes wrong <laughs> yeah just it just doesn't matter um but I try to work around her and I work when she either sleeps or at the weekends when my husband can look after her so it's just about sort of maybe a bit of time management and um and also I think it it maybe it's helped me to relax anyway that if I if I can get into the studio, I can. And if I can't, I can't. I don't. Mm. I don't mind, and I don't put the pressure on myself either. Okay. Priority, really. Yeah. 
so you don't feel the weight of the daily a daily routine of having to get into the studio and doing doing something not at all but I suppose like I said if, if I work in series um it helps because you have time off yes I can see yeah that helps ease a bit of the guilt I think yeah. but I tend to work early mornings before my husband works so that you know gives me enough time to say yeah um but that would be most ones and actually I do also find it easier to work once the spring comes once the brighter mornings come because mm. getting up in the dark is not <laughs> it's not yeah so but once now the brighter mornings are here it's quite easy to get up in the morning and go and paint for a few hours before you kind of have to start the day um but I would never put pressure on or feel the need that I that I have to get into the studio mm. if you know I'm tired or if she's whinging or something <laughs> which go to the territory (laughs) 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 thankfully the laughs and the smiles are far outweigh that for the most part (laughs) (laughs) most days (laughs) yeah I always am fascinated by other um women who have children and who are um artists working freelance or entrepreneurs or creatives that you know how that how they manage their time but the expectations of motherhood upon them but also their expectations of their own creative career as well and how the two meet and merge and also it's interesting that you say as well Katie about how you um manage your time I because I also felt like when I had children that I was a lot more productive in having children than I had been prior to it. I mean, I, I used to be, I'm quite prolific in what I make, but I feel like, as you said, like your time is very limited. So you have to be focused in what you do. And I think Definitely. there's less kind of faffing around. And... So what would you say, like, are your challenges that you would have as, like, about being an artist and a creative? Do you have anything that um, you struggle with, I guess? It would be, um, I suppose it, the, the challenges are maybe that balance of, of being a mum and that really wanting to be my priority but also if you're creative you you have you have to get that out don't you mm. yeah <laughs> and so definitely I'm trying to think now <laughs> like would you find the uh, like the back end of things so say for instance um, managing your website or uh, yeah exactly sending things out on the post or that kind of thing (laughs) any of those (laughs) all of those (laughs) now that you mention I have a list of challenging things (laughs) (laughs) I um, I know it's funny when you think of someone being an artist that 
you think, oh, that's lovely, isn't it? You get to paint yeah. all the time, but it's just finally it's part of what you do. So um, w- once the paintings are finished and then they have to be photographed and edited and put up on the website and then, yeah. and then they need to be packed and brought to the post office and the amount of time that that takes and actually that's the harder part with a kid as well trying yeah. to do that. um so because I actually try to do that things like the packing I I actually do that while while she plays away yeah. um, so that is the most time consuming <laughs> and also it's the most I don't know if I say frustrating just the the time that that takes and this yeah. especially on the the computer doing the photographing and the editing for the for the website um, interesting isn't it all of those things like I think you think that people as you said people sit in their studio and make lots of work but the reality is most of the time is on the other thing <laughs> Instagram or emailing people or <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. uh, goal it, it's part of it and it's still it's still very enjoyable and very grateful that I get to do it Absolutely, um, yeah. yeah that's definitely the yeah that is that is the challenging bit actually <laughs> and so where would you find your inspiration if do you ever feel that you are stuck uh, creatively or um do you then have a way of trying to get back into things or do you always have this stream of inspiration or do you look to certain things to inspire you to continue on with your work um does anyone always have a a Mm. flow of inspiration that'd be the dream dream. (laughs) (laughs) i am it's it's that thing as well where it's not like you know before you have kids where you can just go in search of inspiration you know where you have that time to just I used to go out for a walk and take my camera and photograph things and and now I mean (laughs) I don't Mm. I don't get that opportunity so now it's more about absorbing as much as I can throughout the day so if we Mm. go for a walk I just have to try and soak it all up and if we're you know, sitting on the floor looking through books, I I just try and pick things out. Um, but I noticed last year when I was doing the work for the exhibition that I really, I think actually a lot of my inspiration is still coming from the fashion design side of things. Okay. And I think I discovered too that that's maybe what drew me to encaustic because a lot of the the elements that I liked about design, the layering and tactility and the textures and embellishments and all that kind of thing, that you, you can actually incorporate that in, into encaustic. So mm. I think that that's where a lot of the inspiration is. And when I think of the artists that I like, I think they do a lot of that as well, layering. Mm. And, um, and I think that's where I that's where I draw it from a lot of mm. a lot of the inspiration but I think I like I was saying I go into the studio with an idea or theme and it does take me a little while to kind of to kind of break through to mm. to get exactly what it is that I want but then once I do it's 
it sort of flows a bit easier. Mm. But to get to that point where I kind of want to get what's in my head onto the panel or whatever, it, it does take a little bit of time. It's like a warm-up, I guess, isn't it? But you know, if you have to do like yeah. sketches or something, you kind of do a little bit of a warm-up until you get into kind of the flow and the swing of... Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. what will be your big, big dream if you had one thing that you think, this is where I'd like to go and this is something <laughs> that I would love to do? Do you have anything that you think... That would be my ideal. Um, I think at the moment it's actually probably it's probably not a very big dream, but I think I just like to be able to continue to do what I'm doing because I think with another child on the way, yeah, and that yeah. will mean that the studio will be gone <laughs> because for the, the moment it'll come back. It'll come back. <laughs> um. I don't in Caustic isn't the type of thing you can just pick up and mm. put away and especially when there's kids around as well so I'm not entirely sure of what the future will bring or where I might be able to set up and work um there's not really a lot of spare space in the house mm. so at, at the moment anyway the the dream is to be able to continue at some point in the near future um and just yeah to be doing what I'm doing because mm. it's because I love it <laughs> love it isn't that brilliant it's amazing Katie thank you so much for joining me today and um your work is just absolutely stunning it's beautiful and wish you all the best of everything over the next few weeks and Thanks. this next season that you're going into and that creativity will come out in other ways or you know you'll make oh, I see somebody <laughs> here <laughs> say hello hello hi <laughs> you'll get to at the hi you'll get to the next stage it's all various phases and levels <laughs> there are a lot of phases <laughs> uh, but I just wish you all the best with everything over this next season and congratulations and well done on your recent beautiful oh collection and um, just tell people where they can find your work and um, I will put all the various links up so people can find your work as well but if you could just let us know where would be the best places that they can find you I suppose my website www.kateberry.com <laughs> um, mm. and Instagram obviously is. I'm not good at many other social media platforms but I do like Instagram so <laughs> yeah Great. and that's where I probably keep things most up to date as well. So. Okay. Well, I'll link those in and um, people can go and have a look at your beautiful works. Um, and I just, I wish you all the best in going to continue to create all your amazing works over this next little while. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Katie. Have a good day. All right, you too. Okay, bye. bye.